So I'm not going to lie here, John. I'm a responsible podcaster. You know me. I'm a responsible person. I, I received a lot of criticism and backlash for a political statement and that apples are trash and that they're overrated. So naturally, this morning, I got a few apples and I bit into a Honeycrisp. I did not get the hype. I bit into a gala, though, fresh out of the fridge. And I said, right. okay, we got something here. I'm, I'm okay, okay with the gala. Now, the green yeah. apple, you called me to get on the pod. You're munching on one of those green apples. I got it right here in my hand. I could take a delicious bite, let people hear it. I mean, just it's an appealing sound. That's disgusting. So I've been up here in uh, Montana and I don't know if I ever want to leave. I feel like this every time I come up here, but I got my tree dashers with me from Allbirds uh, and they were made for this. I thought they were made for Virginia. They're made for Montana too. They're lightweight. They're tough. They're made of all natural materials and Allbirds is the sponsor of the green light pod. So we're batting a thousand there. They look fantastic. Listen, guys. I, you know, some of these athletic shoes really functional, but they don't look great. I need to, uh, to be in style at all times. Okay. So I'm thrilled, uh, that all birds gives me an opportunity to look good. You know, as I've said before, look good, feel good, play good. That's what we said in football. Same thing with shoes. Uh, just walking around as a dad, all birds checks, all the boxes, functionality, good looks, the whole thing. And I'm thrilled that they are sponsoring the green light pod go check out tree dashers uh at allbirds.com good looking shoes happy tuesday afternoon everybody i'm chris long this is the green light pod and we are moving to two pods a week as i mentioned last week we were coming off the heels of um fourth of july weekend some travel for me and my family getting out west and uh quite frankly not burn out i mean i could do we were doing five pods a week at the beginning of uh the the um the pandemic but I know you guys probably get tired of hearing my voice. I get tired of talking, um, believe it or not. And, you know, to maintain some semblance of sanity in my family life, two young kids, a summertime that I'd like to enjoy, um, you know, I, uh, I had to, to pump the brakes a little bit, two pods a week. I know that it is Tuesday afternoon. Last week we did Wednesday. Friday is the for sure drop for pods. We're going to aim to do Tuesday, Friday. Uh, we are settling into a groove. So, I uh, hope that works for you guys. Again, thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for continuing to propel us to new heights where we can do things like rank all the fruits of the fruit kingdom. I mean, this is the hard-hitting stuff that you subscribe for. The main event today is going to be that fruit ranking section, and uh, there's going to be a couple of familiar names that are going to be uh, popping on. But you know, my recognizable sports guest is going to be Jalen Rose. Tremendous, tremendous. TV personality, analyst, obviously former NBA, Michigan, Fab Five, all that stuff. But when I hear Jalen talk, I just, you know, I, I, um, I'm always impressed with how measured he is and just not sensationalist. It's really hard to get to be as big as a Jalen Rose without kind of selling your soul and being a sensationalist at some turn. Uh, and I think he does a pretty good job. And uh, I really enjoy listening to him him and Jacoby, Jalen and Jacoby on TV, on the radio. They're a great pairing. 
And uh, we'll talk to Jalen about the NBA restart, COVID and the NBA. But after a while here, I'm going to get tired of talking to guests about COVID in respective sports and the outlooks for their imperfect, but you know, what seem like probable scenarios that are about to be carried out in baseball, basketball, football. You know, I, I'm definitely going to pick Jalen's brain about that, but we'll do some fun stuff too. I can only talk about COVID in sports so much. And for these leagues, pretty soon it's going to be time to shit or get off the pot and do this thing safely or don't. The main event though, fruit ranking. Here's how it came about. I took to Instagram and again, I'm off Twitter now. Largely, I use Twitter for only essential tweets and pumping the pod and that sort of thing. But I've joined the Instagram community full time. My IG stories are now my tweets effectively. So I took to Instagram and uh, I made a declaration about apples. Uh, I kind of took apples through the ringer there. And there's nothing wrong with apples per se, but I just think they're overrated and the wrong apple can taste absolutely disgusting. I was met with a lot of vitriol, a lot of hatred. And I know that some people don't like politics and sports, and this is a sports podcast, but I got to get political today and talk about um, the overrated nature of uh, apples, namely Red Delicious. Um, and uh, and what's the, the main one that everybody likes that, that you know, everybody gets in a lunch bag? Those apples suck. Now, there are a lot of apples. That's the saving grace. I did get a notable personality or two in my direct messages on Instagram caping for apples. One was Johnny Hecker, terrific punter, great guy, former teammate with the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. And he is from the state of Washington. So naturally, he was super hurt crying on his keyboard as uh, as he typed a desperate plea for me to respect the Apple industrial complex. Initially, he said, uh, how high are you? If you can pick up a cold honey crisp apple and say you hate it, I'll get your face tattooed on me. I guess you owe me a tattoo because I don't like the apple. Uh, but we're going to get Johnny Hecker on here to try to um, we're going to get him on here to try to convince me otherwise. We'll see if it works. And then after that, um, as soon as my friends uh, found out that I was talking all things fruit on my Instagram story, um, you know, there was a, a big movement to rank all the fruits in the fruit kingdom. You know, I'm down to do that. I know it's been done. We haven't done it on this pod. Uh, soon as my buddies caught wind that we were going to do that in the group chat, uh, I had one guy in particu- particular, um, shout out to uh, CNAPS. He, he insisted that I include tomatoes. Now he is a, uh, a man of Italian heritage, very proud Italian heritage. And, uh, my mother's maiden name is Adonisio. So I've consumed a lot of tomatoes in my lifetime. I wasn't real keen on including it in the ranking system because you start including tomatoes in the, in the fruit rankings. Where do you stop? There's a bunch of questionable fruits that you could throw in there that are technically fruits. Uh, but nobody would agree are really fruits. I mean, peppers, I think somebody said are a real fruit. Come on. Um, so I got to get the world-renowned Craig Lualier on here. If you haven't heard of Craig, well, you don't know shit about tomatoes. Uh, the first guy I Googled, I said, tomato expert, this cat, anybody that wants to know about tomatoes, they call this guy. Uh, he lives in North Carolina. He has grown 4,000 different types of tomatoes. 
Craig's written a 257-page book on tomatoes, only tomatoes. He's grown 4,000 different types, and the book is called Epic Tomatoes. But I DM'd him. I, I shot my shot at uh, Craig Lualier, the the world authority on tomatoes, and he hit me back very quickly and said, you know, interestingly enough, I'm a Pats fan. I spent a year in, in New England, and uh, he remembered me, I guess, and was happy to come on. So. We got Craig coming on to talk about whether we should uh, include tomatoes uh, in the fruit category. Because technically, tomato is a fruit, but maybe Craig thinks otherwise. Uh, also, we'll get a few gardening tips from him. Might want to get your home garden going uh, in the age of COVID. But the main event is going to be the ranking of all the fruits in the fruit kingdom. That's going to be Jimmy Traina. Uh, Jimmy Traina is going to pop on before Jalen pops on. So we've got a star-studded um, lineup today, but yeah, the whole the whole Apple background before we get Johnny on to try to change my mind is that they're trash. Um, listen, I have I have directed a lot of vitriol at uh, at the Apple Industrial Complex um, in the last twenty four hours, and I meant it all. I understand that I hurt some people with my comments about apples, and I have began educating myself. Um, and this is a process that begins today. But as of now, until I learn otherwise, they kind of suck. Now, there's a difference here between, you know, apple the fruit and apple flavored things. I like apple flavored things. I just think the fruit itself is overrated. And I'm going to take a few minutes to dismantle that complex that I talked about that we have just so thoughtlessly accepted as a uh, part of the American way. When you think of America's favorite fruits, you think about George Washington, okay? You think about apples, you think about the fall, you think about harvest, you know, all these romantic ideas. But uh, I think about a basket full of bananas and apples at a Hudson News in the St. Louis airport that every traveler from like Omaha to Hong Kong has been fondling and putting back. Uh, I think about a fruit that has the consistency of styrofoam wrapped in brown paper. Um, and I think about the thing that sits in every kid's lunchbox for hours. It, that's an apple to me. And I, I get that that's part of what makes it popular, affordable, available, stores well. But there's a darker side to apples. Take Adam and Eve, for example. Not convinced? Snow White. But I mean, seriously, 2020, is it, is, it, uh, is it the fault of that apple that, uh, that Eve munched back in the day? I mean, you could make the argument that all the hardships that we're experiencing right now are the fault of apples. I did some Googling, and I, I think that the, you know, the apple that you, that you pick up um, at the grocery, not the grocery store, a gas station, like the bottom of the barrel apples a long trip to try to stay healthy or the Hudson News apple is a red delicious, okay? And when it comes to favorites and top produced in America, according to the site Farm Flavor, red delicious is the most produced, second favorite. That's a travesty. That apple sucks. Don't tell me I'm missing anything when I say the apples are wildly overrated if you think I haven't had a red delicious. Now, evidently, the gala apple is taking the nation by storm, and I'm going to eat one um pretty soon here as an experiment because i saw there were some in the fridge 
People say they like Honeycrisp. I don't like those either. Um, I will work on taking in the pro Apple perspectives. Um, and uh, yeah, too sour largely for me. The insides dissolve quickly. You're left chewing on like a piece of Apple paper for 15 seconds, looking like a camel. Uh, now the Granny Smiths, I have no idea who eats those. Um, I think probably just serial killers. Like that's who. You might as well bite into a lemon. Um, now apple pie. To be fair, this is the flavoring part of the argument. And when we list, it's going to be about flavoring and the fruit. Um, apple pie, terrific. Apple sauce, terrific. Hard cider, really good. You know, if you want to switch it up and you, you're tired of drinking beer every night, I know some people, some beer purists, are going to be mad in my mentions, but. Apple Jacks are terrific. I love the Martinelli's apple juice in that little bottle that's shaped like an apple. Chef's kiss. Uh, those are the reasons apples might sneak into my top 10. Uh, the apple-flavored stuff. Apple chips at an airport. Um, and by the way, why do you prefer eating a $10 bag of apple chips when you could just get the $1 apple? Um, because the consistency is better. And, uh, and News Apple in a basket uh, next to the magazines feel like people have been repeatedly coughing on it, as I mentioned. And another thing about apples, you just have to wonder if the water, when you rinse it, is doing the trick. I mean, just a quick rinse with water. You're talking to some people that are like total germaphobes, and I'm one, and I've done this. I'm guilty with pears and apples, but like we literally run it underwater for five seconds. Um, and we wash our hands and say the ABCs, which I think is the right thing to do, or the Declaration of Independence or whatever the fuck you want to recite while you're washing your hands. I'm talking about homeboy at the apple farm that like sneezed on the apple or at the grocery store, like the dude that took a piss and didn't wash his hands and then fondled all the apples. Is water just going to get that off for you? Um, I guess that goes for any fruit. Uh, in summation, though, it flavors nicely. I'm not crazy about the fruit. and. Um, Yes, I've had peanut butter on apples. I love peanut butter on apples. Don't get me wrong. Let's get Johnny on to defend the apple industrial complex here. So this is fun. And I've had some really good football players on the pod. This has got to be one of the best ones. I know that some people think punters aren't people, but they're very much so people. And I have invited an all-pro punter on this show because he took issue. His feelings were hurt with my very uh, righteous rant about apples. Maybe I'm eating the wrong apples, Johnny Hecker. What am I yeah. doing wrong? Make your case, buddy. Yeah, you know, I mean, first off, just coming against the fruit in general. I mean, you can like, you could pick wars with fast food all you want, but you gotta let people know that this is a healthy option. And, uh, you know, there's no other, you know, something that grows from the ground that has such a good slogan. You know, there's nothing that claims to keep a doctor away better than an apple. You know, and, and apples are versatile. You could put them with peanut butter, dip them in chocolate, a slice of cheddar cheese, nice sharp cheddar cheese on a sweet apple. I know that's kind of a southern thing, but throw it in a pie, get Bob for it at Halloween. You know, it's really timeless. You make cider. What can't be done with an apple, really? I mean, you could probably make a, a jack-o'-lantern out of one if you really tried hard. And, uh, mm. man, you know, I, I grew up in the state of Washington, as I told you, you know, in our messages when, when I did get, as you say, you know, pretty hurt about that. You know, I grew up around a lot of a lot of apples. Applesauce. You tell me you don't like applesauce? No, see, John. Now, if you did, you, you're typical typical internet guy. You might be one of the best football players wow. I've ever seen, but you are just a typical internet guy because if you listen to the whole, I take no issue with apple flavored items. Okay, apple flavored right. items are ridiculously good. 
I take issue I, I with the overrated with nature of your home state's fruit, the staple. Yeah, and I, and I think you're just grossly misguided. I'm not sure if you're eating the right apples. I think you've, you know, you've kind of maybe grown up just eating the green guys, which are usually baking apples. You know, that's not really for just general everyday consumption. And if you're not putting them in the fridge, you're also doing yourself a disservice. You know, if you now I agree with that. Crisp, I mean, I'll yeah. agree with that. Yeah, out, out of the fridge is better. Now, John, I mean, you just said that the apple yes. keeps. There's a saying that apples keep the doctor away. So you're telling me that if you eat apples for the listeners, you don't have to go to the doctor anymore. Yeah, you know, as I was saying, apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? So as far as uh, the right types of apples, what what am I missing? Which apples should I be biting into? I, I'm just going to tell you, the greener it is, the less I mess with it. I still mess with apples in general, but I am a huge fan of the Honeycrisp apple. A Fuji is really good. Mm. A nice gala, um, a pink lady, also great apple, um, golden delicious, very good. Uh, man, I say one of those four, but I'm definitely going to steer you towards um, the the honey crisps. That is, that's the official apple of the Hecker household, and and I'm going to stick to that. So I'm not going to lie here, John. I mean, like I'm a responsible podcaster. You know me. I'm a responsible person. I, I received a lot of criticism and backlash for a political statement, and the apples are trash and that they're overrated. So naturally this morning, I got a few apples and I bit into a Honeycrisp. I did not get the hype. I bit into a Gala though, fresh out of the fridge. And I said, right. okay, we got something here. I'm, I'm okay, okay with the Gala. Now the green yeah. apple, you called me to get on the pod. You're munching on one of those green apples. I got it right here in my hand. I could take a delicious bite, let people hear it. I mean, just it's an appealing sound. That's disgusting. Oh, like man, green apples are only supposed to be decoration apples that they have at like uh, restoration hardware in a bowl or pottery barn. You're not supposed to actually have edible green apples around the house. It's almost like a joke. I mean, consider me not laughing because I, I I don't uh, I don't think it's a joke at all. I love I love green That's apples. Nice. Definitely not as much as the other ones, but they're a great baking apple. Almost every apple pie in the world is made from green apples. Granny Smiths are notorious, you know, for being of the of the kind, but. You know, what can you do, man? You got to apple eat it. Now, or, or blend it up. Applesauce is so easy to make. You literally just throw an apple, maybe cut out the seed, throw a whole apple in the blender, you got applesauce. Is it that easy? Is it that, so, so, John, so basically you're yes. telling me that if I buy enough apples, I can, I can dethrone moths and like just make applesauce in, in bulk. It's that easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I made, I made some for my son like two days ago. Just that easy. Threw it in the Vitamix. How, how, how old is your son? Uh, almost two and a half. So he can't and express he the applesauce that you made for him tasted like shit, like fully expressed right. verbally that the applesauce was trash. Right. He lacks the verbiage to really give me a tongue lashing if it's bad, but he could just always push away, which cuts just as deep. You know how that is. I do know how that is. What are your favorite apple flavored products? Oh, man. See, I'm not a big fan of the artificial apple flavor, but wow. if I'm going to have, I'm really just going to go to bat for one thing and one thing only. And that is those caramel apple pops. Um, mm. You know what I'm talking about? The greens one, green pops with the, you know, caramel around the outside and the green wrappers. Those might be the only apple flavored things that I truly enjoy on a regular basis. Now I don't eat them all the time, but every time I do eat them, I'm never thinking, oh, this is only somewhat good. So you don't do apple juice, like being a Washingtonian and the, the a reborn Ray guy, when you get to the sideline after booming a 90-yard punt, do 
you just yeah. you don't run over and grab a Martinelli's from Tyler Williams, a uh, little apple shaped little <laughs> to, you know, regain the hydration from the seven calories you just burnt. Right. Yeah, I don't. And you know, and and I think you're kind of drawing a a strange conclusion is that apple juice is not in fact flavored. It's flavored by something other than apples. You know, you can't mm. have apple juice. It comes from apples. It's like that and applesauce. You can't say it's an apple flavored product. It's made of apples. It's just in a different form. You don't call like well, tomato, snow, tomato, 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 snow, ice and water and, and steam something else. It's all water. Yeah, but so, you know what? They say that the, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But then if you squeeze right. an apple into apple juice, they say not to drink too much of that stuff because it's so high in sugar. So, yeah, and it'll give you the runs. I, I don't know anything about that. Give me your top five fruits real quick off the top of your head, because that's what we're doing on the show. Okay. I mean, I'm going to throw in the apple just because that's the hill I'm on. And then I will go strawberry. This yeah. is in no particular order. I'm just going to throw out five there. Apple, strawberry, peach, mm. watermelon. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go uh, blackberry. Oh my God! You put BlackBerry in the top five. Spoiler alert! Spoiler BlackBerry alert! Big for dark me, horse. BlackBerry for me is not going to even scratch the. You know, it's not even going to come close to making my list. Right. So now, bitter. I, just, I don't think you give a lot of fringe fruits a chance. I think you're just going for big hitters. You're probably going to say like, oh, banana, you know, <laughs> pineapple. Well, you'll have to tune into the Green Light Pod to check it out. And last thing, uh, and you were uh, as a defensive player for a few years with you there. You definitely had the defenses back because uh, you were our best offensive weapon at times. Get, how about the helmet? Because I hear you had the helmet. Um, you, you got to see this helmet that everyone was talking about. At first, it looked like a Halo helmet. What's the real story? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of intrigued. I saw the one on the internet that you know every NFL player was bashing, saying there's no way in hell I'm going to wear that. Um, and so I actually was at the facility today and I was like, Hey, can I see what the, the mask is they proposed? And he's like, Oh, right over there on the helmet. And it's literally just a piece of plastic, you know, really kind of flimsy, not flimsy, but I mean, just pliable plastic that forms around the bottom side of the bottom side of the face mask. So where a, where a normal like vision visor stops, that one starts and then it goes down the rest to cover kind of the bottom side of the, of the face mask. And it's just kind of two levels of plastic that are perforated and like alternating patterns. So you can breathe through it pretty easily, but it's also going to stop, you know, particulate and spit hopefully from getting through. But, um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of players who have in their mind kind of made up they're not going to wear one of these are going to pass it up because it's pretty, pretty non-invasive. It's clear. You can see through it pretty well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I didn't really run any wind sprints or anything, but I don't foresee that being that much of a, an issue. It's not one of the you know typical surgical masks everyone's wearing around right now. It's kind of off your face. and. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful that the game's going to be back and, um, you know, I'd love to get things rolling and see my guys yeah. again. I, I would love it if y'all got it rolling. Lord knows all us uh, washed up players. We need something to watch in the uh, fall. You bet so. on something. Yeah, lose all your yeah well, you said it, not me. I didn't want to put you in a bad spot, but yeah, daddy <laughs> got to make money. Daddy needs a little disposable income. Johnny Hecker, man, always great talking to my old buddy. And uh, I really hope you and the family stay really healthy and, and get out there on the field soon. And you're going to be Thanks, man. the old elder statesman. No, no Greg Zerline, no bones, just Johnny Hecker's yep. old ass booming punts. <laughs> Me and Jake McQuaid holding it down, baby. There's a few of us St. Louis Rams left, and uh, I'm going to try and hang around as long as I can. All right, brother. It's great hearing from you, and uh, I'll work on the Apple thing. You too, Chris. Give him a try. 
Okay. No growing, yeah. So that was Johnny Hecker, who um, I mean, I know he's from Washington, but obviously he's not an expert because he would have agreed with me if he was an expert. Let's get a real expert on. And this is the guy that, as I said, I shot my shot. I slid into his DMs. This is the world's leading voice on all things tomato. And we got to decide whether or not we uh, include tomatoes in this ranking process because technically they are a fruit. Uh, but nobody thinks about it that way. And that would open Pandora's box. I will hear Craig Lualier out. By the way, check him out on Instagram. I'll get his handle. Uh, he does talk about gardening and all that stuff. And also has some books. Um, seems like a great guy. Let's see what he has to say. So as I said, guys, the leading voice on all <laughs> things tomatoes. And I love tomatoes. But when my group text really exploded at the prospect of ranking fruit, the guys back home, I had a few people saying, don't forget tomatoes. So what did I do? I found the, the leading voice on tomatoes and I shot him a DM. Craig, do you get a lot of DMs about your tomatoes? I get. So, you know, whether it's Instagram, email, you name it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the answer man. I am like the world's tomato consultant. I get pictures of bugs, pictures of disease. You, you wouldn't believe it. So the pressure, the pressure is on all the time, you know? <laughs> There is a lot of pressure with being the one voice for one of the most popular fruits or vegetables in the world. So that's the first yeah. thing. To me, I always thought vegetable because it's got leaves. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know what makes you think about it more as a vegetable, but you, you, you had hit me up offline and said there's a, a little bit of a distinction. So yeah. where are you? You're not giving me the political answer, are you? Oh, well, let's not even use the P word these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep we'll keep tomatoes unpolitical. Uh, botanically, it's a fruit because it comes from something that has a flower that falls off and the little bit at the bottom, the ovary enlarges and gives you the fruit like an apple. Weirdly, zucchini and cucumbers, using that definition, are also fruit. And uh, so vegetables tend to be roots, leaves, things like that, shoots, you know, think of celery, think of potatoes, uh, think of lettuce, stuff like that. Yeah. And, but you said cu culinary in the culinary circle, it's <laughs> definitely a vegetable. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been to some tomato dinners with chefs and stuff, and they try so hard to make a dessert out of it. And only one, they've only, so if they were batter, they'd be batting 100, maybe one how, of 10, you know? <laughs> how the hell do you make a, a dessert out of tomato? Give me the one that hit. Yeah, the one, it, it was called the Sun Gold Panna Cotta. And they, there's this really sweet little orange cherry tomato called Sun Gold, and they took the juice from it, and they mixed it with heavy cream and gelatin, and they made this really smooth delicious dessert and it really you'd have to think long and hard to say yeah i taste some tomato in there but mostly it just tasted like a really nice cream and fruit so uh, the failures were things like a, a tomato toast a tomato french toast uh ugh, you know and and even he admitted he'd come out of the kitchen and go that was pretty bad huh well yeah that was really pretty bad and i can only imagine how many people make their living growing tomatoes so it's one of those things that like you I think we get caught in this false sense of security with, with food security and with like farming that like, you know, you don't realize what, um, what a domino effect it'd be if we didn't have tomatoes. Well, and, and so there's a couple of interesting things because the fruit is, because the flowers self-pollinate, if we have a bee issue, tomatoes are one of the crops that's not impacted because they actually pollinate themselves. Whereas a bee issue would mean t a tough time for cucumbers and melons and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think the other thing is COVID has been an awful thing, but it has created zillions of new gardeners. So one of the things I try to do is demystify it for them and be there to help them 
So that if they decide to garden because they've got some time in their hands, I want to turn them into forever gardeners and, you know, just enjoy it and grow tomatoes for the rest of their life. So that's why I'm really happy to play this kind of ambassador or consultant role. I get a kick out of it. Well, you know, it's funny this spring and COVID, like in, in the bad part of COVID, my wife and I wanted to go start a little garden. Mm. You know, now I'm away from football. I like, you know, these hobbies. And by the way, shout out to Joe Thomas, one of the best tackles in the history of the game. He's got a <laughs> tremendous, self-proclaimed, tremendous vegetable garden that he, he's been working on for a couple of years. So, I, you know, we, we, we were like, man, this wouldn't even a safe time back in March to go to the nursery and get the seeds we needed. So we kind of missed yeah. the boat this year. So I'll be sure to hit you up next year. But you wrote a book. Yeah. Epic tomatoes, 257 pages on tomatoes. And to a layman, you're like, how do you fill that? But you, you, you've grown 4,000. So I've been gardening for 40 years and I've collected tomatoes from people all over the world. And I just, uh, you know, I kind of get bored with the ordinary. And if I try something I like, that means I made something like something even better. So I just keep whipping through varieties. I'm not developing varieties. And it's a, it is a really interesting niche to have. Um, Today, I got to speak on a mixed drink podcast about Bloody Marys because he was investigating what kind of tomatoes should go into the tomato juice. So um, I used to be a chemist in pharmaceuticals, and I didn't care for it very much. My retirement life is just so fulfilling because I get to play every day and I get Mm. to meet people, you know, that I would never have expected to met, like, uh, you know, our conversation. So it's a real treat. How about of your 4,000 that you've grown? Give me some that are on the obscure end of the spectrum, but accessible to an American that can go grab some from somewhere. So, I mean, Cherokee purple, I have to mention, because I get to name that tomato. A man sent me seed. Yeah. A man sent me seed of an unnamed tomato that his family got from the Cherokee Indians in the 1880s. And he chose me of everybody in the country to send the seed to. So I read the story and I named it and I sent it to his, uh, my, I sent it to Southern Exposure Seed Exchange, a seed company right near Charlottesville. Wow. Uh, the guy decided to set, sell it in his catalog, but he said, you know, that is an ugly tomato. It looks like a leg bruise. It's never going to catch on, but I'll sell it and we'll see what happens. So that's one people should try because it seems to grow well everywhere and it's delicious. No one has tried a tomato that stays green when ripe, but tastes like the best red tomato you've ever eaten. They should try Cherokee green, which is one that just happened in my garden one year uh, as a mutation. Brandywine is a name that a lot of people who garden know is a great tomato, and it is sincerely a wonderful tomato. But, um, you know, I can I can shoot people top 10 lists. Um, I was thinking I ship plants. So next year, hit me up and we'll send you a nice little selection of things that you can only get from me. And you can, you know. know. There we go. Uh, however I can help, but that's what I like to do. You know, people need something. I help them out. Do you crossbreed a lot of tomatoes? Yeah, we've, we just did a, we've been doing a project for 15 years to create great varieties that only grow four feet tall because we wanted to help out container gardeners. So over 15 years, me and 700 people all over the world have put 120 new varieties in seed catalogs. And it's just, we haven't gotten a penny for it because that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it to make garden fun for people. Right. Yeah. And what, and what's a common mistake? I know that like we <laughs> could get the books, we could check it out, but like for the short attention span, people yeah, who yeah. listen to podcasts and want to do a garden, what's like one or two common mistakes that people make? Don't, um, underwater. A lot of people are really afraid that if I water my tomato too much, it's not going to taste good or it's going to get waterlogged, but if it's in good soil or a container, 
the way that tomatoes get those black spots on the bottom is by stressing the plant. So you get a hot day like today, it's noon, the plant's wilting, the plant gets stressed and it creates blossom end rot. So keep them watered, keep them happy. And really, um, to me, live in your garden. Spend a little bit of time every day out there, know what your plants look like when they're happy, treat it like a true hobby. Um, it reminds me of a story, some people bought plants from me once and they said, yeah, I got those tomatoes from you and they just didn't do well. You know, I always take this to heart. Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? Well, we planted them, then we went on a cruise for two months. And then we came home, we couldn't even find the plants anymore. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can't really plant them and go on a cruise yeah, for two it's, months. Yeah, it's like getting a dog sitter or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not difficult. And, it, and it's, and then, you know, if people want to look at my Instagram feed, I'm taking pictures of my garden every single day. And I go live from my garden every Friday for 45 minutes at three o'clock just to answer questions from yes, people. Yes, <laughs> I'm there, dude. Hey, so what's your, what's your Instagram for people listening? Just at NC Tomato Man. NC Tomato Man, I love it. And then also um, give me a couple favorite tomato dishes, tomato <sighs> flavored dishes or dishes that are relatively easily accessible. Yeah, um, gazpacho and tomato bisque. So one's a hot soup, one's a cold soup. They're both simple to make and delicious. And then I make this roasted tomato crostata. So simple, but it, it's tomatoes combined with goat cheese, pine nuts, pesto, lemon peel, lots of roasted tomatoes. And it's one of the five best things I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm a foodie. I, you know, I cook a lot. Chemists always cook a lot, can I say? Yeah. But yeah, and I'm happy to send people recipes if they want to try. I always go for the simplest, uh, the lowest number of ingredients, the simplest preparation, and the biggest bang for, bang for the buck with flavor. So my recipes are never complicated. And my wife and I are working on a gardening cookbook that we hope to self-publish in the next year to share all of the great things that we've discovered in the last 40 years or so as we've been gardening. I'll give you mine. And I come from a, a half Italian. Yeah. So I do. The tomatoes have been a big part of my diet. But give me fried green tomatoes with yeah. pimento cheese. Man, yeah. I know that's not as, as uh, evolved as the, the gazpacho. But no, no, no. Uh, I love it. And yeah. lastly, this is the, the authoritative question. <laughs> should, I, should I not include tomatoes in my rankings of fruit? I think you should just because it's summertime and you've got like a whole huge audience of people that are probably fretting every night over their tomato plants. I bought a UV flashlight so I could go out at night and find the tomato hornworms munching my plants. Talk about weird, hey? So uh, yeah, I'd include okay. them. All right. That, hey, that's very fair. <laughs> and now I absolutely have to. Do you have, a, do you have a top three fruits before we let you go? That are top three fruits. Uh, a really good muskmelon. A... Um, a really perfectly ripe pear. And I guess I have to say tomato as well. So there you go. Listen, man, I love pears. I made the <laughs> hot take uh, assertion that pears over apples and I got crushed for it. No, but, no, no, no. but an Asian pear? Yeah. I mean, kidding me? Are you kidding me? How Complex can it be so crisp and not too hard? Complexity of flavor, the perfect. Yeah, yeah. You can, you could talk, you could write poems about those things, man. Oh, They're really good. <laughs> Greg, thank you so much. Again, you can check him out on Instagram. You can check out his IG lives, and I hope we uh, meet down the road, man. I'll be hitting you up for, for tips. Thanks so much. This was, a, I really enjoyed this. You have a great day, Chris, and thanks. Thanks, you too, Craig. Yo, let me just say this. What a nice guy. I mean, like, what a stellar dude, man. I mean, the guy knows how to make grow 4,000 tomatoes. You think he'd be kind of pompous maybe for being so accomplished in his field. Pretty chill guy. And, uh, I enjoyed that. I'd like to get him on again. 
So give him a follow. And uh, maybe when he's up in, uh, in, in Virginia, I know he lives in North Carolina now, we'll collab on something. I don't know what my half of the collaboration would be, but maybe he'll teach me how to garden. Yeah, I think I just thought of something. So let's get Jimmy on. Let's rank all the fruits in the fruit kingdom. Jimmy Traina joins me now. All right. So um, as promised, one of my uh, good friends in the media, somebody I think does a great job and has a tremendous podcast themselves. I don't uh, I don't know if I can say it like that. A tremendous podcast themselves. So I'm not even sure I have a tremendous podcast, but one of my podcast dads, Jimmy Traina, he's got the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast uh, rolling every week. They go once a week and it is terrific. So check them out. Naturally, uh, he jumped into the fray when it came. He's not afraid of, of uh, controversial subjects. He jumped into the fray when it came to my my apple slander. Jimmy, how you doing? When you had asked me to try to rank the fruits, I, I, I was a little apprehensive because I do feel like you get into like all this bullshit about like, is tomato a fruit? And, um, you know, I, I have a list, but I don't know. You know, there's a lot of like, do you consider peaches and nectarines the same thing? Well, let, let's set the rules. Orange and tangerine, the same yeah, family, let's set the but rule. different. Yeah, I think that peaches and nectarines can kind of be in the same classification. I put oranges and, and clementines in the same classification. Okay. Give them their due. But, but I think, and this kind of goes counter to the advice from the world's leading tomato expert who wrote a 257-page book on tomatoes. He's grown over 4,000 types. He was the nicest dude. Wait till you listen to this podcast. It, it, I wanted to have him on for an hour. We're going to have a beer at some point, and he's going to like grow a tomato in my yard. I was going to say, um, make a little tomato salad, maybe with a little mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. He's the man. Yeah. But he, 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 so like he told me we should include tomatoes as a fruit because it's the summer. Now, what I'm going to do is not do that right. because I think it would set the internet on fire. All right. Two more issues on technicalities. Now, I didn't know this because I'm stupid, but in doing a little research, lemon is a fruit. Now, you don't eat a lemon, but you do use a lemon in a lot of ways. So that could throw the list off. So here's the key. And this is how I made my list. And, you know, I think that flavoring in foods, like the um, influence of these foods, like, for instance, if you put orange on your list, you take into account, you know, that there are a ton of orange flavored foods that you might like. You know, right. that's the way I kind of thought about it now. Okay. When it comes to lemons, you know, I, I just, spoiler alert, it's, it's not top 10 for me, but I should say that but I'm a big if, lemon what fan. You, what if I'm you a, love lemonade? Listen, I, you, you could certainly put lemons in the top 10 and never eat right. lemons. I would hope nobody eats lemons. Listen to this. Earlier today, so I'm Googling, do people eat lemons? Now, wait, let me say, if you put that on Twitter, someone will respond with, you can grill them on the barbecue and they're really good. Yeah, it's just, or yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like it's, or all citric fruits matter. Um, you know, like, of course, of course I found myself like YouTubing uh, and gawking at a woman eating an entire lemon today and being nervous that one of my family members would kind of walk in and judge me like this was some weird genre of porn. I saw people saying in the comments that you can salt lemons. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I really do think that lemons mostly from a standpoint of like the fruit itself, most people's experience with lemons are at Ruby Tuesdays and they're probably going to get you sick because that's supposedly the dirtiest thing in the restaurant. Oh, yes. Yes. That is the one, the lemon on the glass. Um, and then this is the last one. So everyone knows, especially in the summer, cherries, very popular fruit. Yes. Go in there. But now what about 
the jarred maraschino cherries. Do you consider that a fruit? Fuck yeah. Okay, so here's what you do. You put them under the general umbrella of cherries. Okay. They're, they're not their own fruit, maraschino cherries, but right. it's like I'm not putting Bartlett pears in one spot and right. Asian pears in another. Pears are pears. All right. Well, then, if that's the case, number 10, I had the plum. Not a huge fan, but if you get a good one, they're pretty good. I respect the hell out of plums. Uh, and in fact, there was a long conversation about it making the list or not. I want to give you, and I always think of Ashley Schaefer from Eastbound and Down. If you've ever seen the outtakes, have you ever watched the outtakes? I have not, no. That's the first thing you need to do, Jim, is go right. Google uh, Eastbound and Down outtakes with outtakes. Ashley Schaefer, and he's talking very graphically about plums. It's, but oh, okay. plums are terrific. Yeah. Multi, and they, they serve a function, too, if you have some issues. Um, number nine, raspberries. As you'll see as the list progresses, any red fruit I'm big on, as I mentioned with the cherries. So <laughs> I got raspberries at number nine, raspberry jelly. I'm not a huge like chocolate dessert guy, but like a raspberry crumb type of thing is always good or like a Linzer tart. So that's why I got raspberries. Man. I respect that, man. Raspberries are steady to me. I mean, they're, uh, they're, you'd be hard pressed, pressed to find anybody who hates raspberries. And I would be curious if somebody like, loved loved raspberries right that's why i said number nine number eight i have the banana you know i'm not like i guess one of the things during corona everyone was making banana bread i didn't do that but you know banana serves its purpose very healthy yeah i don't know about that though jim we got to talk about the banana for I know a the sugar. no no i'm saying if you need a little energy boost it's a yeah. good fruit to have 25% um, sugar, highly acidic. Um, you acidic. were around in the 70s, were you not? I was a kid. I mean, I was barely around. Okay, but do you remember, and I found this out today, there were recipes for all types of things, banana in the 70s, like there was this big wave. There I, were recipes yeah. for banana meatloaf, oh. cornflakes with instant banana. Well, I do know that. People who try to eat like gluten-free or no carb, they use banana to make pancakes. Like mashed banana is a way to make pancakes. Healthy. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. But I, just I, throwing found, that out. I found this one. Try this one on for size since banana. Wait, made I just, this is the sign of a fat guy. I know all the diet tricks. I don't implement them, but I know them all. In what case are they? one day I use a banana instead of flour to make pancakes. Well, don't do this. This is what I found out they did back in the 70s. They uh they used Ham and hollandaise sauce oh. on a banana. Um, and I, I saw a picture from one of these old cookbooks, and I thought to myself, like, as a dad, one of the first ways you measure your commitment is, hey, would I jump into a pit of snakes to save my kid's life? Would I fight a grizzly bear? Like, obviously, would I eat hot bananas covered in ham and, and doused in hollandaise? Probably have, not. I don't you'd know. You'd have to think about it. Yeah. It's a you might be one. on your own, Waylon. <laughs> Wayland's got no chance if that's what that has to do. That's yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm I mean, like <laughs> the hollandaise sauce is. Re I mean, if you could just is, can you maybe scrape off the sauce and then maybe, you know maybe Wayland Wayland can live. Yeah. Uh, number seven, I got blueberries. Okay. Huge blueberry pancake, blueberry waffle fan right here. Love blueberries. Uh, number what am I up to six? I guess. So I had peach and nectarine as five and six on the list because I didn't know if they'd be the same family. 
I like the nectarine better than the peach. I like the smooth skin as opposed to that fuzzy skin. Don't ask me why. I don't have an answer. Listen, it's a texture thing. Like it's one of the it hardest is a to explain yeah. In, yeah. In, in the world of eating. Really is. And number four, orange. And I'm a big fan of fresh squeezed orange juice, except it costs like $9 for about four ounces. So that's a problem. But yeah, you get like fresh squeezed orange juice, you can't, you'll never drink Tropicana bullshit again. Help the never, never. It rips a hole in your chest, that Tropicana stuff. Number three, pineapple. Okay. This is good in the summer. They're a pain in the ass to cut. So it's hard to rank them higher than that. Like if you buy a whole pineapple from the supermarket, it's like an hour of your life trying to like get that thing into the cube. So spend the extra couple of bucks, buy it cut up already. Uh, number, well, that would be number three. Well, I have to change it. That would be number four. Number three would be strawberries. Hmm. Like I said, red fruit. You get a fresh <laughs> strawberry. It's, it's and it, you're, strawberries. You're going to be mad at me, Jim. I strawberries are not on your list, huh? I can't say number, that for sure, but number two, watermelon. Which I I had number one until the maraschino cherry was allowed. Then that became number one. <laughs> so, but watermelon. I mean, I mean, I eat watermelon probably every single day in the summer. No seeds. Oh, so good. It's so good. It's so, and you get that really ripe one, that good one, that sweet one, man. Yeah. Holy cow. It's just. It's, yeah. And yeah. then, and, the, and then the maraschino cherry is such a power move. I mean, clearly <laughs> not a real thing, but it's like saying your favorite animal is a liger. Listen, admit it. When you have a drink that has that cherry in it. Oh, I eat you, it. You savor that, right? You savor I that with the it. little. Yeah. When yeah. I was a kid. And we oh, used to eat and and I'd get maraschino cherries in my drink. I would just ask for extras and extras. Yeah. This is before I knew that they were like toxic. But when I was a kid, I thought that's a fruit. Shirley Temples. I mean, come on, oh. the whole cherry family there. Now, so I don't. So I didn't have apples because I agreed with your original take. That's how this whole thing started. And I didn't have pears, which I know you're a fan of, and you'll probably have pretty high. I like pears. I just couldn't squeeze them into the top ten. No, that's and, fair. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to do with lemons. I do want to honorable mention a few things. Dragon fruit, I think that is it's not that accessible, but if you ever pay like way too much to grab some chopped up dragon fruit at um at Foods of All Nations, not Foods of All Nations, that's a local place. Shout out to Foods of All Nations. But um, sponsor? Yeah, <laughs> maybe in the future. <laughs> Investors could be you. Um, but yeah, I, I think um when it comes to dragon fruit, my introduction was Gatorade. Uh when they tried that, I don't think they still have it, but uh, yeah. it's really delicious. Uh, plums, I definitely want to put as an honorable mention. They almost made my top 10. Raspberries were right outside there. You know, all respect to the raspberries, very steady. Um, avocados, which are technically a fruit, right? Yep. Um, yep. I can't put them on there because, listen, although I don't mind eating, I, I'll, I'll eat an avocado with a spoon in the morning and salt. Like I did that every breakfast in my career last few years and they really are good good to get the healthy fats in i never like look forward to munching an avocado so and they don't have a lot of like now you'd ask tom brady he'd say otherwise but like avocado flavored stuff i'm not really that yeah. into so uh and then lemons obviously shout out to lemons so <laughs> 10 uh for me is going to be pineapple okay some people would say that's low uh i would say it's not out of spite or disrespect. It's just a little bit acidic for me. Is that it? Like, 
It's a little yeah. bit tangy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and to your point, you have a as good a chance of like butchering your index finger with a really sharp <laughs> knife as you do enjoying a pineapple sliced up. Right. So pay the extra money, get a pineapple. Terrific fruit, deserves the respect. Not high for me. Nine, uh, I have uh, apple. Now, I know that for some people, they're going to be shocked and made a list, but my point about apples were more that um, they're overrated. Most people might have apples as you know top three fruit, and make no mistake about it, in the open of this pod, I absolutely took a huge dump on apples. But then I had Johnny Hecker on, and in the process of recording this pod today, I had a gala apple, and that was just fine. Now, the reason that apples work for me, as I outlined in the open, a lot of apple-flavored things I really like. I really do like. Um, ice cream with apple pie, you know, one of God's greatest creations. So don't, I don't uh, like apple pie. Oh, that's why, I, that's why apples didn't make my list. I'm not an apple guy. I don't like apple pie. I don't like, I'm not an apple. Like when you had mentioned it on IG, what I had sent to you on the DM was that like, the thing about apples is, for me, they're not good and they're not bad. They're just there. Like, yeah, they're what, just like, there. I, I'll eat them when I'm trying to be on a health kick. And if I'm not trying to be on a health kick, I'd probably never eat an apple in my life. Listen, if apple was just the fruit and they couldn't um, contrive flavor from it in various products, it wouldn't even be on the list, okay? The fact that it's healthy, truly, and I really can't find, I'd love to find a reason that it's not. Yeah. You know, I could find some fringe, you know, um, some fringe uh well they spray the skin with the uh toxins so they, yeah you you're right that's why it's so low fuck apples yeah. um yeah. but not apple pie and if you have a chance maybe what you've been doing wrong is not mixing it with vanilla ice cream i'd rather just have the vanilla ice cream dude i'm telling you give it a chance um uh, it's, all, it's all about working together and and give me the vanilla ice cream and the pie crust and just take out the apple dude listen that'll work too okay <laughs> uh, okay so so at eight um oranges for me terrific fruit again in the same vein uh as pineapple it's just not something i'm gonna eat all day okay um here's a theory i have the looser that peel is and i don't know if you call it a peel if it's not peeled yet do you call it a peel skin skin uh orange rind rind so is it does it only become a peel once it's peeled yes it's i think it's called rind r-i-n-d well, the more room you have in there, uh, the more of an air pocket you have between the actual orange and the rind, the better it's going to be. The less like just intensely acidic and like just burn your mouth a little bit. Uh, I love oranges. We used to eat them on yeah. the tree uh, at halftime, like every young football player out yeah. there damaging their their brains, eating oranges <laughs> at halftime. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> We used to we we used to love them, and I don't see a lot of people though as adults just crushing oranges with regularity. I do sometimes. I'll throw clementines in the mix. Um, rock solid staple for eons, steady, respected. Uh, and to your point, orange juice though, if you're drinking Tropicana or one of these Minute Maids or something, you might as well have an orange soda, which is terrific. Right, right. The sugar content it's up right. there. Now I know there's some other bad stuff in soda and that sort of thing. Oranges are on this list just for one reason, though, for me. Orange creamsicles. Oh, one of the best things known to man. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal call by you, Chris. That's, yes, absolutely. And Give and me coconut, one of those. If you put any- coconut cream in there, it's like healthier. Like you get those at Whole Foods. It's yeah. kind of guilt-free and you love it. Um, also, you can, like the range of an orange, orange chicken, 
orange Skittles, orange Oreos around Halloween. Not the, mad at that. You should you should have ended it with the orange creamsicle. No, I'm just, Jim, Jim, I'm just more <laughs> illustrating the versatility of this fruit, including uh, saltwater taffy, which you probably like. Yeah. Yeah. Not a taffy, not a big taffy guy. I'm trying to think if there's like an orange, you know, oh, orange starburst. It's always good. Yeah, it's good. Pink's the yeah. better starburst, though. Without a doubt, not even an issue. Um, by the way, when it comes to Mike and Ike's, I don't know how this just popped in my head. Literally what I used to do on the plane was pick out all the green and yellow Mike and Ike's, all of them, and then replace other Mike and Ike boxes and like tape them down because <laughs> <laughs> they would just get passed around on, on right. team flights to wherever. Mike here's and Ike. A, you know, here's one thing though. You mentioned about the orange juice and the, so I will say this, like, I don't know, maybe like once a year I'll have an orange soda and it just hits so right. Like you oh, can't drink is. that. You can't drink that all the time. But like sometimes, if you get like a slice, maybe like a slice of pizza, and you get that Fanta, or that Sun Kiss. Oh yeah. Now my man um, from St. Louis, shout out to Coach, is what they called him. He was a guy who came to all St. Louis Rams practices in Earth City, Missouri, which is quite the feat. It's 120 degrees. We're two and 14 every year. Without fail, Coach <laughs> is as he called himself would show up, and he'd have orange crushes for all the D line. After every practice, I, I, I never forget your heroes. I have not forgotten Coach, um, the the man at at, at Rams practices. So separate we're at, pod could be ranking Crush, Fanta, and Sunkiss. Separate. Oh pod. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got its own. It's it's yeah. its own rabbit hole. Now seven, yeah. and this could be higher um, because I, I have the utmost respect for cherries. But cherries come in at seven for me. Uh, if I had known maraschino cherries were in the mix, maybe I'd put it higher. Um, Threw me right off. Uh huh. You threw me right off that they were allowed on the list. Well, listen, cherries, one of the necessary evils of cherries are the pits. Okay, that can be a little bit unsightly, Absolutely. annoying to eat in bulk. But Rainier's, if you've ever had a Rainier cherry, they're lighter in color, kind of like yellowish red, like kind of like apple colored a little bit. Um, and they are delicious. They have them a lot up here in Montana. That's where I am right now, by the way, Jim. Um, and antioxidants. Uh, and there's cherry cola. Cherry Coke for me is one of the most delicious things on God's green earth. Um, and they're way superior to any other fruit flavored cola. Not into the fruit flavored colas really, except for, for orange. But I will say, I can take you right now to my freezer. And in there, I have one dessert and one dessert only. Cherry Italian ices. And yes. Here's the thing about those. You have to get Merinos, the yellow and green. Don't give me this Luigi's bullshit or knockoff brands. It's got to be Merinos, cherry Italian ice. So at six here, I've got pears, okay? And I know I made some people upset when I said pears over apples. It's not just the flavor. It's the consistency. That, that's not a crazy take. Yeah. No. I, they also, uh, pears also saved Rick Ross's life. Um, shout out to Pear as Rick Ross. Uh, popularized the uh the saying and this wasn't always um you know i used to have pears a little bit higher i think i've come down to earth a little bit more but i really like a nice juicy pear the um there's a there's a difference between a few of them I'm trying to think bartlett are a little bit softer i want to say yeah I, i'm i can't say i'm a pear expert i do like pears don't eat them that often, and when I do, I think it's just a regular pear. So I, I, I'm not can't really uh, 
break it all down when it comes to pears. Yeah, but they're they're delicious. And Asian pears are my favorite, though. If you get a nice cold Asian pear out of the fridge, they're they're so crisp, yet do not hurt your teeth. Like my little one year old son could take a bite of an Asian pear. Um, somehow you bite into one and it just melts. So pears six fringe top five fruit. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with being fringe top five. Okay. I put Carl fringe top five. Um, you know, some people say that's slander. Some people would say it's too high. Um, ranking fruit is like ranking quarterbacks. It's really controversial. I respect a number six fruit. There are so many fruits. Um, five mango mango for me might be higher if not for the fact that it is just a sugar bomb. Okay. Like I could eat mango all day. Shout out to mango, uh, water ice Rita's, um, and then Chloe's mango popsicles. If you get a chance, go to the grocery store, presumably a health food store or something bougie and get these Chloe's. Cause you know, anything that's got like a woman's name as the, as the brand name with like a, a whimsical font is like going to be priced a little higher, presumably healthier. <laughs> Chloe's, 13 grams of sugar, but these popsicles are delicious. These are wonderful popsicles. Yeah. Some of the best popsicles. I think, I think Trader Joe's has like a raspberry mango or something mango ice pop that's really good too. Oh, they're so good. And if you freeze yeah. a mango, anything mango flavor, flavoring with mango really translates well. And so I got mango at five. At four, I've got a real staple here. This is not only a flute, uh, this is not only a fruit that I think is uh, delicious, but it's very utilitarian. That's the blueberry, okay? When it comes to blueberries, Driscoll's are the best brand. You want to get them fat, juicy. I don't know if they're pumping them full, full of steroids, if they're Mark McGuire uh, blueberries, but I prefer the, the uh, PED blueberries. I don't care what it's doing to my health. <laughs> the, only, the only downside with blueberries, and it's surprising it's so high, is blueberry does not cross over the flavor well. How many? There's no blueberry juice. I'm not interested in blueberry pie. Blueberries are great in smoothies, though. Yes, they're great for health foods. But if you want to pig out, blueberry right. muffins are it. And pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. If you're into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, my so, niece. I have a ten year old niece. She loves blueberry ices. I have to say that. Blueberry ice. Yeah, then her tongue is blue and she thinks it's the stuff. Your, your boys will get into a blueberry ice every now and then. I bet okay. get a little blueberry ice, that. that sounds like uh, anything that ends in ice, I think alcohol, I think like butt ice. And eventually my boys will probably get into butt yes. ice. So if they're still making that in 15 <laughs> years. Um, okay, so number three for me, peach. And this is the Solid. peach nectarine family. Uh, listen, there's nothing better than a juicy peach. I had somebody DM me describing how they like the peach to run down their chin and onto their arms. And I thought that was a hilarious DM. Um, listen, this wasn't always the case for me. I used to make this stand and I had a really bad take. We all make mistakes in the media. And uh, I had a take on Twitter some time ago where I said, uh, Pears over peaches, guys, and I got obliterated for it. I love peaches. My kids have actually, I can credit my kids with getting me back into them. They're great. And nectarines deserve uh, the love too. But I, I was YouTubing peaches and nectarines today. You didn't realize there's so many YouTubes on fruits. Um, a renowned peach expert said one of the biggest mistakes people make is they put their peaches and their nectarines in the fridge before they're fully ripe. And that freezes the process. So don't do yeah. that. Number two, this is this is my shock the world pick, and this is one that's very personal to me. Okay, can I try uh, to guess it? 
Yeah. Kiwi. No, those hairy little fuckers. I got no interest in those. <laughs> I got it. Anything you have to constantly, I thought you, I thought you have to constantly mix with a strawberry or something, it's a system fruit. Like we did system bands recently. Shout out to Dave Damashek, who's second mentioned in this pod, does a fruit of the year every year. So we should have had him on, but he's just so dominant in the fruit yeah. space that he would have just crushed us. I feel like people... Remember there was a there was a curb episode where Larry David was like people just say they love Hamilton because that's like I feel like that's like people just want to say kiwi because they don't want to say strawberry or orange or cantaloupe so they throw out kiwi but yeah but really. kiwi I mean like come on yeah so you're eating right. like a, a like it it's got the skin of a warthog <laughs> it's just disgusting to me and then it's just not that it's not that flavor I'm with you I, mean, I don't know I'm with you. those little black seeds I'm, I I agree I'm come on you. yeah All right. um, Okay, number two for me in uh, coconut. Nobody, nobody well, sits so and munches, munches a choice. coconut, but I would. Um, and I know it doesn't taste like the inside, doesn't taste like the filling of an Almond Joy, but um, the enhancement level from fruit to flavor with coconut is massive. And whether it's coconut chips, coconut, um, you know, water, a good coconut water, not like the Vita Coco in the 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 right. paper carton it's bad it tastes yeah. sweaty um i want the pulp in my coconut water i want it to taste like a coconut um and when i was a kid and my dad used to go to the pro bowl um i used to go out there and just run around with virgin pina coladas at the pool and that's that has, great that's that has, great it has never changed for me i love those things i will go on vacation yeah. like a nice vacation with my lovely wife meg yeah. and I will literally go do cardio for an hour so I can slam five pina coladas until I go into like diabetic shock. And they're virgin <laughs> pina coladas. I'm not even trying to get drunk. Even She'll at like, this age? Dessert and I'll get a virgin pina colada. Why, why virgin? Because I don't like having one drink. Oh, okay. I got you. No, if I'm getting drunk, I'll have a, yeah, I'll yeah. Have a pina colada or I'll just drink okay. some alcohol. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're delicious, man. Coconut cake, coconut icing, coconut shrimp, coconut popsicles. Are you kidding me? Coconut sorbet is like crack. I'm I'm with you on every single thing you said, and I would also say this: I'm if I go get, you know, in the summer you get soft ice cream. I don't know. We have a we have Carvel here is huge in New York. I don't know. If yeah. I don't think it's all over the country, but I get toasted coconut as the topping on that. Oh, frozen yogurt. Toasted you, coconut. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I, oh, so good. Yeah, I'm with you. So I got, yeah. You know what? I, I, I want to rectify something. My mom was cutting up a papaya earlier, but papaya, oh, okay. coconut, or papaya and uh, cantaloupe is kind of the same yeah. color. Easy to mix up. Both middle tier fruits. Another, another besmirchment of cantaloupe. <laughs> All right. So, number one, the, the crown. And this, this, I was told by my production team here uh, that this was controversial. Before you reveal number one, you have not mentioned strawberry. I haven't. So I don't know if that if, the, if that year or two in New England, Tom influenced you. I don't know what happened there, but no strawberries on the top ten is in this Does Tom not like strawberries? Well, that's like one of the big things with with TB12 is no strawberries. It's remember he um because it's part of the nightshade bullshit with no peppers and no that's like tomatoes, else. right? Yeah, yeah. And he, remember, there was something on Twitter where he said if something happens, he'd eat a strawberry or something, and then it didn't happen. I forgot what it was. You, you can Google it. But well, listen, Tom, I, has, Tom claims he's never had a strawberry. 
I respect strawberries, but if your entry point onto the list for me is based entirely upon uh, being able to be a jelly, you're not going to make it for me because I eat peanut butter um, and honey. Oh, so what about strawberry ice cream, strawberry shake, strawberry shortcake, strawberry daiquiris? Okay, like only one thing there made. I actually passed up some strawberry ice cream last night, bro. So. It's just not moving me. It's a it's a fruit that I respect, but is overrated. All right. Number one. <laughs> number one. Watermelon for me. How about the fact that we had the same number one until the night, you know, cherry? Yeah. It's, it's great. It's great minds here. We we came together on this. It's the yeah. most. To me, it's um, from a strictly fruit standpoint, if there were no flavorings, I mean, this would run away with it for me. It's um, it's versatile. Um, I enjoy a strawberry in the or eh, not a strawberry, a watermelon in the dead of winter. It's, now here's a key question. Here's a key question about watermelon. What is the majority the majority of the time you eat it? What's the Chris Long method? Do you hold it by the skin yeah. and chomp down? You cut it up. The way I used to eat watermelon, I used to eat it by the pound in college. Is I'd cut it in half, grab a spoon. Okay and then just go to work now wait a second wait you just opened the door to more questions now so like how are you putting the is it in a bowl is it in your lap is it the juices are just running all over i mean that's that can be sloppy i would probably eat it outside on the porch and i would i would go to town but you know i definitely ate it inside too you just cut it in half caveman style Stick a spoon in there and go to town. And I love everything about a watermelon. I love like right on the edge, like where it kind of turns white. I love that. Me too. too. Me too. That. And I don't want my watermelon too like too mushy. I want it kind of firm, not too sweet, not too juicy, but just like uh, just watery enough. And another great thing about watermelons, you go to a nice hotel or a nice gym. They got all those fruits in like one of those nice uh, water jugs that, you know, the fruit just kind of marinates in there. And uh, then your water tastes like watermelon. So my wife hates this, but she'll go in the fridge and find a solo cup with like three watermelon cubes and and a glass of water. And it's just like that. That's my attempt at the nice hotel lobby in my own home. That's the good thing about watermelon is you can cut it up. And leave it in the fridge, and it will last you. If you whereas like strawberries, oh, yeah. after like one or two days, there's mold on them. The bananas go brown, and yep. you know all that. Watermelon, they they're tough. They they stay in that fridge pretty good. It's also it's also touted as a panacea in rural Virginia. When I was a youth baseball player, a lot of guys I played with were country dudes, and I would go to my friend's house uh, in Greene County, and uh, I remember I had the flu one time, and instead of like putting me on any medication they told me you eat one of these green county watermelons uh you'll feel better tomorrow and we'll go i never knew that about watermelon i didn't either and it worked uh i felt better the next day maybe it was my immune system was just on steroids back in the day when you go to a hotel wherever you go you get the fruit cup the fruit salad whatever you call it there's got to be watermelon blueberries i need some cantaloupe in there i don't need the garbage honeydew throwing a couple of strawberries and a couple of pineapples we need to ban the honeydew from the fruit salad. I'm not I'm not on board with that. I am supporting honeydew. Now, something I'm ready to ban, okay? Um, by the way, my wife dropped a jewel on me this morning talking about this. She said, all the pea fruits, if you get the bowels moving, that's what the pediatrician says. Plums, pears, yeah. peaches, that whole thing. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. 
I didn't um, know peaches did that. That's, okay. Well, I guess she maybe threw that in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. A little bit liberal. Plums I knew. Yeah. Yeah, and prunes, obviously. Now, right. cranberries are disgusting to me. Um, <laughs> cranberries are only for passing a drug test. That's it. I can remember when I was in Foxborough, you mentioned, did Tom uh, convert you with strawberries? When I was in Foxborough, they have a bunch of these cranberry bogs there that you go to see. And it's like a point of pride because ocean sprays up there. And uh, there's nothing wrong with cranberry juice. It's just for passing drug tests. But cranberry bogs are not that exciting. I don't like cranberry sauce on Thanksgiving. When that thing comes out of the can, it looks like uh, jello dog food. And I am not interested in putting that shit on my food. All right. So like the sports media columnist in me now has to come out. I have to ask you, when you say the cranberry juice would help feed a drug test, are you talking about like PED drug test or weed drug test? Uh, I would think I've never tried to beat a, a PED drug test because I have never put anything in these these majestic muscles that you used to see on Sundays. In this. Uh, but, so but, the other thing. Okay. but I did smoke a lot of marijuana. Um, and honestly, for me, I was never a push the envelope guy. Like I'd stop like three weeks before I'd get tested, which for some people sounds like pushing the envelope, but I sweat a lot. I work out hard. Like I know like yeah. guys work out hard not to be a hardo, but I was like a workout addict. So I would sweat a lot. And it usually like your metabolism dictates that like you can wait a little longer. So if you're an O-lineman, maybe not moving as much, you want to stop like a month and a half before. But some guys would really push the envelope and they'd be chugging like gallons of cranberry juice. So it would be, so it'd be smoke the weed, then do the cranberry juice, get it all out of your system, then take the test and you'd be fine. Yeah, supposedly cranberry okay. juice is supposed to get like, you know, toxins, all the toxins. or whatever, but the, the juice, no pun intended, is not worth the squeeze for me. Right. Um, also, blackberries for me, just get them out yeah. of here. Yeah. Here's a fruit we didn't discuss. Grapes. Yeah, perfectly respectable, but half of them are green. <laughs> See, I prefer green to purple grapes. Oh my but god! But the thing with the grapes is they better not have one seed in them. There's one seed, I'm out. No seeds, and that—that's probably the biggest negative about any fruit: the seeds. No seeds, get them out. I do want to say one more thing about bananas before uh, before yeah. we get out of here. When I was a kid, and there was obviously banana Nesquik. Um, they also had strawberry as well. Strawberry, yeah. Banana was my favorite. Um, I used to wonder how they milked the bananas. Like literally, I was like, "This is this is astounding." Like, how do they get the milk out of these? Here's, here's what I would say to bring this back to something you said earlier. I wouldn't have any family members walk in on you YouTubing videos of how to milk a banana. <laughs> That's as bad as as, as me watching people eating lemons. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that would, this would be milking a bad banana would be worse, I think. Yeah, I wasn't. I never thought of it that way as a kid. So you were what, thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, well, maybe, maybe younger. Um, so yeah, so that's our list. Uh, anybody who's got a problem with it, take the Instagram, but don't take the Twitter because I, I I'm not going to hear you. We've got Jalen coming up, Jimmy Traina, one of the best. Check out his podcast. It's so good that Sports Illustrated calls it the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast with Jimmy Traina. I mean, this is the flagship guy here, guys. I love his pod. Again, he's one of my podcast dads, so I appreciate you coming on. Anytime. You're the best hanging there. And uh, and go we'll, honeydew. We'll, 
listen, we got to share a watermelon when Corona's over. For sure, dude. For sure. Sit there, sit there with it on our laps and just, you know. <laughs> Get an uh-huh. IG live of that. Give me an IG live of you eating watermelon. That's what you should do when you post this pod. You should announce I got a ripe watermelon sitting in the kitchen right now. I've been ironing, ironing up all day. I'm going to get on IG live later tonight and, and, and pump this thing. So I'm going to go eat a cherry Italian ice right now. Go get it. All right, buddy. All right.